back at it as we welcome in our man Wolfgang. Find him on Twitter at Wolfgang Hawkeye. Wolfgang, you got to change that though if you're going to be talking both Hawkeyes and Cyclones, you know. Well, I got a Cyclone uh, emblem up on my Twitter uh, Twitter account. You, you do? Yeah, I do. Looks I've been like finally on Twitter the last month and a half. So yeah, I was out of Twitter for a long time. So I got both. You know, I got both teams back. Stop it. Stop trying to push me. To, you know, I'm a Hawkeye fan. I grew up one. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pretend like I'm not. I'm always going to root for the Hawkeyes over the Cyclones right. every single right. time. Right. So but... I'm not going to pretend like I'm not, Trent. Well, and I don't do that either. You know that. I, I don't pretend anything. But you know, if you're going to be in, in this maybe Wolfgang Sports Radio, you know, Wolf time, Wolfgang Talk, something like that. Oh, I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Get where I'm going. Yeah. That, yeah. That, that's okay. what you got to do. Okay. And I understand that. I understand what you're saying there. Um, okay. I will think about that. Point taken. I agree with you. Totally. <laughs> All right. Let's get into uh, what you saw over the weekend. And you were in Jack Trice Stadium with your beloved Oklahoma Sooners in town. Why are you an Oklahoma fan anyway? Got family um, there. We got to you know spend time in a suite. I think that's the third time at Iowa State I've gotten to spend time there. Normally we're like more towards the 50. This time I think we were at like the 10-ish, 15-ish, something like that. Just awesome, dude. It's so much fun. So much fun in one of those suites. You see stuff that you don't normally, you know, see. I brought that up maybe last week uh, to you, wondering what you were seeing in Kinnick with Stanley. But what I saw was just like a different kind of thing that you can't see when you're watching TV. And I was sitting there telling Tiff, I'm like, don't even look at the ball, okay? Don't even look at the ball right now. Just watch the receivers. So you don't even watch what the quarterback is seeing. So you get to see when the wide receivers are making breaks. When there's actually room there, is the quarterback seeing what they're able to see? I loved it, Trent. You saw a pretty good ball game, and Iowa State got out there. Keem Butler's making big plays. Last year, it was a weird game. Iowa State gave up over 500 yards, but gave up just 31 points, made the plays in the end, and got the victory 38-31. to This year, certainly opportunities there. How was the experience? Fan base, were they frustrated, upset afterwards? What was happening with that vantage point? So we had a nice concoction, if you will, of Iowa State and Oklahoma fans. And, you know, kind of everybody kind of knew each other a little bit, and then some of us did know each other. So it was kind of fun to talk to each other. And what I found out is is a lot of my Oklahoma friends and family are complete snobs. <laughs> it's, it's basically what they're looking for is what Iowa looks for in, in the Northwestern game every year, Trent. They're wanting this to be the Chuck Long era. Mm-hmm. Remember Northwestern? We, so is that why the Northwestern game pisses me off so much every year that I'm remembering 75-0 to zero right. every year? So I'm sitting here looking at Oklahoma fans, and I'm, I'm going to give them crap. I'm not going to bring that up. But after I thought about it, I'm like, okay, I think this is like kind of the Northwestern-Iowa State comparison. It's just this isn't your father's Northwestern anymore. This isn't your father's. Iowa State team anymore. So I got three family members that are absolutely depressed the entire game. So I'm giving credit to Iowa State. I'm giving credit to Oklahoma. So I'm becoming a jerk. I can tell they're getting pissed off, so I just shut up. I'm not cheering. I'm not saying much. I'm just saying that was a good play, not a good play. Oklahoma fans didn't like it. They're mad. They think this is their old Iowa State's, you know, this is their old father's Iowa State. It's not. They're a different team. 
They beat you last year. Iowa State beat you last year, family. So I kept telling them, they beat you last year. You're not going to kill them ever again if Matt Campbell is here. That's not happening. Happening. The 50-point games, that huge run that they have, I looked that up before last year, Trent, I told you a few weeks ago. I mean, it's literally first, second, or third all-time most lopsided rivalry, quote-unquote rivalry, in the history of college football. That's not just me saying that. I looked it up. Like, the, per- the winning percentage that Oklahoma beats Iowa State is first, second, or third all-time of any other school with even close to that amount of times that they played each other. So the Oklahoma fans are getting all snotty and studio. I'm like, no, Iowa State's good. And I was happy with Iowa State with the way that that first half ended, Trent, with a touchdown with five seconds left. I'm like, oh, God, please don't give up. This is, this is how I'm going to tell what kind of coach Matt Campbell is right here. If these guys give up, if they don't come out firing, if they don't come out with the same energy and passion that they had at the beginning of the game, I'm going to be pissed. And they didn't, Trent. They came out ready to go, and I love that about them. They did. Opportunities there. Had the ball a couple of different times there in the fourth quarter. Montgomery got going a little bit. Zeb Noland uh, certainly has a stronger arm than the starter, Kyle Kemp. As Kemp's out, going to be out again this week with Akron. When Kyle Kemp is back and healthy, is he the starting quarterback for Iowa State? So I read one tweet last night before I went to bed. So I don't know that I... If I'm being a jerk here, let me know. So is there really no quarterback debate? Is everybody saying it should be Kyle Kemp? Because I want to say, if, if Kyle is out another week, I want Zeb to be the quarterback going forward. If he did that against Oklahoma in approved defense, the elite elite of the Big 12, I want him to be our quarterback going forward. That is the best option, not only for, we can argue maybe this year, Trent, but for the, how can you not... How can you argue that a, a sophomore, with what he just did against Oklahoma, would not be better to get his feet wet going into next year, get a good bowl game this year? Is there much difference, Trent? What would you say? Am I, am I like, stirring the pot? It acted like a, tw- a tweet guy, Twitter guy that Twittered maybe yesterday was acting like I was, like, stirring the pot even though I hadn't tweeted anything. I, am I stirring the pot there? How can you possibly be stirring the pot after what you just saw it? Is that... I don't think it's stirring the pot at all. I, I think it's a fair question. It's a question that I asked during the summer, and I was kind of shot down right away. You saw Kyle Kemp a year ago, did a lot of good things, but there's things, certain things physically he can't do. He doesn't have a strong arm. There are certain throws that he just can't make, and because of that, Zeb Nolan can. Is there more upside to your offense with Zeb Nolan out there? I certainly think that's the case, and it's not to discredit what Kyle Kemp did, and he was perfect, and being able to go in there and win that game against Oklahoma and beat TCU and all these things, I get it. You don't want to just throw the guy to the side, but you look at what you have there with Zeb Nolan. I understand the excitement, and the people want to see a guy that can make more plays up the field, do more things. And when you're getting out there to Akeem Butler and he's running through people, that certainly helps too. Okay, so I watched that live, and I think I even had a video of after that happened. That was unfreaking believable. It got to the point where... I saw somebody retweeted Skip Bayless, actually tweeted out how awesome of a play would that be. And he's like, can, can the Cowboys get him right now? I mean, you know Skip Bayless. He only talks about LeBron, the Cowboys, the Spurs, and, and uh, Tom Brady. And he, didn't, he was impressed with this guy. He's an Oklahoma fan, so he was obviously watching the game. Do you know Butler's 40? Do you know his weight? Do you know his strength bench press? Do you know his... Um, 
Is this is this guy legit? Like he looks to me. Looks like he has everything, right? I, I don't. I don't think there's anything. For there. instance, we know Fan has a forty-two and a half inch vertical, right? Right. I, I don't know if, if any of that leaks out of Iowa State. I'd love to hear that because to me, he looks legit. I watched him run routes. I watched how physical he is. Again, it's some of that tackling was pathetic because it was four to five missed tackles. So I have trouble watching that, Trent. When I see that, I'm, I'm not used to watching this. When you have two arms around somebody, you wrap them up. Who's number 12 for Iowa State? Did you see that tackle? Uh, no, yeah, help me out. Oh, my God. I don't even know number 12's name. They'll have to help me out. He tried to shoulder somebody down, and he just went on. He didn't even try to wrap up. I'm sitting there looking. Oh, 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 Iceworth, the the Juco safety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, for the love of God, what was that? And and earlier in the game, he did the same thing on a run. Put his shoulder into somebody, trying to knock him out, instead of wrapping up. Now, he was a wallop. It was a hardcore wallop. The running back went back two, three yards, but gathered himself and still was able to. He has to wrap up, man. I don't know what they teach in the Big 12, man, but I'm about sick of it. <laughs> All right, so Iowa State now sits at 0-2. They got Akron coming to town this week. Akron just beat Northwestern. This maybe isn't quite as easy. With the change in the schedule, the game canceled with South Dakota State. They'll play Incarnate Word at the end of the season. But the Big 12 as a whole looks a whole lot better than I anticipated. TCU went blow for blow with Ohio State. And outside of some weirdness, Late in that football game in the third quarter, TCU very well could have won that football game. Oklahoma State destroys Boise. West Virginia didn't play this week, but I think that defense is a lot better. Texas Tech put huge numbers up against Houston with the freshman quarterback. Kansas has a pulse. Baylor has a pulse. Texas looked good. And K-State at the end of the year, well, it's K-State. and We know Iowa State struggles there. Could we be talking about this Iowa State team that came in with a lot of expectations? And not just from the fan base, but for media in general, maybe struggling to get to six wins and bowl eligibility? You're going to have to explain to me, yeah, they have a pulse. They have a pulse. They have a, fine. That's fine. They have a pulse. They have a pulse. The TCU thing, why are you grading on a curve with TCU? They should have had an opportunity to win that game. Why wouldn't they? Because why, they had a new quarterback. They, lo- they lost a ton of guys defensively. I didn't think they'd be this good this early. Okay, Ohio State doesn't have their head coach. I mean, they've been going through a lot of crap. They beat them by 12, 14, whatever they beat them by. So we're all I – don't, I, I don't know why everybody, every time they look at conferences, just decides to bash the Big Ten. It's easy this week, baby. It's easy. Yeah, it they stinks. still got six teams in the top 25 of every computer poll, five to six teams. So, I mean, it's not like the Big Ten sucks. So everybody outside of here is going to say the Big Ten sucks, and now you're doing it, it sounds like. The Big Ten doesn't suck, and the Big 12 still is just okay. Sorry, man. I don't see anybody in the Big 12 from what I've seen. I'll watch that Ohio State-TCU game. If you're saying that if they play 10 times, who wins who? How many? T- out of 10, what would you say? I don't know. 7-3 Ohio State. Okay, I'll go 8-2, but I haven't even seen the game, so that's unfair. But I will, I will watch that, um, so I have a true opinion on that. But Iowa State, again, what I'm telling these these. Oklahoma fans, I, this is not the same Iowa State fan uh, team that you know. They can beat people. They, they can. They can beat all those people. And you just go, well, that's going to be a loss. That's going to be a loss. That's going to be a loss. No. They're beating Kansas. Are you kidding me? They're beating Baylor. The hugest of huge percentages, they're beating those two teams. Okay. okay. There's two. There's plenty of Now, I heard you say earlier in the day, 
I don't normally get a chance to listen. I try to listen as much as I can, but sometimes it's just podcasts, Brent. Um, you said they have to win eight out of ten to get to eight and four. Obviously, yeah, yeah. To to surpass what they were a year ago, which was seven and five in the regular season, they got to win eight of their last ten games. Is that more realistic, or this team is five and seven or worse? I think it's the latter, and it's because the Big Twelve is better than I anticipated. Let's be honest; they're not going eight out of ten. Can we be honest? Right, and that's why I think the latter is more realistic. I mean, you you beat. Oh, you want to say six wins? Five, five, five. I want to go with seven. No, no. I I think that's the most more realistic. Yeah, but my what I put out earlier is of these two options, and you only get to choose from these two. Yeah, six or seven is probably the most plausible, but more what's more realistic? They're better than last year. That means winning eight of their last ten, or they don't get to bowl eligibility and they're five and seven or worse. I think that's more realistic than this team winning eight out of ten because the Big Twelve and the schedule looks more difficult. And I try to, you know, I love to go off negative and I love to go off positive and I like to treat, you know, try to be even keeled. Iowa State's good. They are good. This is not the same program, and I may even have to tell you this. And Ken. Ken Miller, Iowa State is not the same Iowa State that you guys have been following for years and years and years. And yeah, years. we've been saying that all summer, but they're zero two, and their schedule looks more. And difficult. they were, but they were, they weren't favored in either of those games. They no. lost to the team that now, quite frankly, how good does Kyler Murray look? Oh, he's a stud. And you know, I love me. So we have a little bit of a connection with uh, Baker Mayfield. I love that guy, man. I can't wait till he starts, and I will be getting the. I actually have the NFL ticket, but I'll be watching every game when he starts. Now I watch this Kyler Murray guy. I'm like, holy crap! He actually can pass. Did you see him at Texas A&M? Because I wasn't impressed, Trent. I don't even remember him at A&M. Yeah, he was not that impressive. That's why I kept telling Sam the whole time. I'm like, no, this guy. I, I don't see what you're seeing in this guy. Oh, uh, he's good, and he's really good. I think. I'm not talking NFL. Too short. I, I think he said he was 5'10". I don't know. He really looks short to me, Trent. But the way he can run, I think you said earlier, video game type stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those things that it's just you don't see tons. And forget about his passing. Forget about the the RPO, the run option, the where you don't even pretend to pass and you just run what they were talking about. The dude is a stud, and he's a better passer than I thought. He looks clutch. He does not look nervous one bit, Trent. does not look one bit, one bit nervous. So I'm going to think about Oklahoma. If they're going to be one of my Final Four teams, I think you're hyping up the Big 12 a little bit. Um, and I'll think about it. We'll think about it. We'll think about the Hawks next. We're coming back with more Wolfgang on the other side. Iowa with the win over to you and I. We'll get Wolfgang's perspective as we take you up until 6 o'clock tonight. Jimmy back with TC more as we continue on with you on a Monday reaction to what we saw over the weekend. Iowa gets the win, 38-14. The shutout, though, not so much. couple of late scores by the Panthers. But Wolfgang, I'll tell you, another impressive performance out of that Iowa defense. This UNI team, certainly not one of the better Panther squads we have seen. But 20 yards of total offense in the first half. That defense is revved up in a big way. You're right. You and I suck, Trent. Yeah, they do. They're, that's not a good football team. <laughs> joking, Trent. The Tudors really. The Tudors. This isn't the Tudors' best team. Would you, would you agree? No, they were bad. <laughs> and it's funny because I kept telling everybody that I was not nervous about this game. It's weird, and I kept. I'm a nervous guy about Iowa, and you know, 
if they're going to win this game and overlooking guys that, you know, teams that everybody else is overlooking. And I kept telling my family, I'm telling you, I'm not over. I am not even nervous about this game. And I didn't know why. I wasn't quite sure. Maybe I talked to you who knows you and I, you just totally overlooked them. You mm-hmm. went there for crying out loud. You know about you and I more than anybody in this freaking community. Maybe you just made me feel good, Trent. I don't know. It wasn't a pretty performance out of you and I. Couldn't run the football, didn't do a whole lot. They had Howell start the game overdone. That didn't go very well. So it sets up, and I told you last week at this time, Wolfgang, it's a one-game season. It comes down to what we see Saturday night against Wisconsin. Certainly nothing that happened oh, on God. Saturday changed that perception. It. It's a one-game. Iowa Stop. loses to Wisconsin. They'll have a nice year. They'll be, I don't know, 9-3, and three, maybe even 10-2, and two, something like that. And He's sticking with this. He really is. Well, yeah. It, it comes down to this. It is time. It is time to beat the Badgers. That's w- After what's happened the last two years, the 2015 game right now looks like an anomaly. You need to get that back. If you're the Iowa football program, you need to take what has been taken away from you, and that is what Wisconsin has done over the last six, seven, eight years. Iowa needs to get back to that level. One fluky game in a cold September in Camp Randall is oh not going gosh. to change that perception. When people talk about the Big Ten West, Wolfgang, nationally, what do they say? They say it's Wisconsin and everybody else. Well, in order to change that, you have to beat this team. In order to get to Indianapolis, you have to beat this team. Tee it up, 7.30 on Fox Saturday night. You guys, Trent Condon's doing that same thing he does. Seriously. What do I, I do? I can't believe it. One game season, you're still sticking there. Yeah. You, you, can't, you can't have the sun and the rain at the same time. Well, yeah, and then you get a rainbow. That's me. <laughs> That's a rainbow. <laughs> oh, you just destroyed that. You, you basically had the only response that you could have had to destroy me. That was brilliant. What I'm saying there, Trent, is you can't say that Wisconsin, ooh, they might not be that good. And then also say that Iowa, if they don't, if they don't beat them, that the season's over. You understand what I'm saying? You can't have both sides. Wisconsin is not that good, but if Iowa loses to that, the season's over. That's a, Because they have other games they can lose, Trent, and Iowa could win out. It's not over by any means. This is not a one-game season. I disagree with you totally, and now I think you're coming more to my, my opinion because I listened to you, Trent, with Ken Miller, and you said you didn't think Wisconsin was as good as you thought. No, not at all. Now, I wasn't sold at the people that were talking about national championship good. I never believed in that. I never believed that this program was at a point that they could compete at that level. Win a Big Ten title? Sure. Get to the college football playoff? Yeah. But national championship good? No, I thought that was silly from the get-go. Okay, so this, this is going to be fun. This is the week, Trent. This is the week where people get crazy. This is, and, and you have brought this up to me, because I didn't really necessarily know that or comprehend what you were talking about before you brought that up to me. We're, in your part of the woods, it's, it's Minnesota Gophers, right? Yep, yep. Eastern Iowa, what is it? Northeast. Wisconsin, Illinois, or what? Well, it depends. If you're in Dubuque, it's Wisconsin. You're in the Quad Cities, it's Illinois. Okay, so what would you consider it here? To me, it's Iowa State. It's Wisconsin. No, I, I, love, I love Iowa State. They're my neighbors, my fans, my friends. Well, you're here. I can't stand you're, you're Wisconsin, weird. dude. And, hey, hey, this is what you hate when I actually listen to your show with Ken, because I can bring this back to you. Uh-huh. You have Wisconsin family. Now I know why you hate me when I say I hate Wisconsin people. 
<laughs> because my aunt and uncle, no, they're Hawkeyes. They grew up in the state of Iowa. Yeah, they sure moved they are. there. They moved there. No, it's uh, my my cousin's husband though. He's the Badger. He's the one that's fun to uh, rile up a little bit. Now, I just don't see it at the same level. I I've dealt with bad fa- bad fans wherever I've been. I just don't see Wisconsin that much different. Oh God, you're so wrong. Wait till you go to that game, dude. I'm telling you, it will be a level that you have not seen in a long time. Wolfgang, I've been in person for 15 Iowa-Wisconsin games. What game is going to match this? What game will have matched this? Ohio State last year, give me a break. The game, the season was not on the line. This year, the season is on the line. Yes. Now you're seeing it my side. It's a one-game season, Wolfgang. No. If you want to go hardcore with me like that, normally you're, if you want to do that, I like that. I like that when you go that route. Sometimes you're too brainy. Sometimes I'm too brainy. One of us has to be a doofus. Well, you know what I mean? I don't. I don't know if I ever described you as too brainy. <laughs> you're, yes, you are. You're a little too brainy. So I'm a doofus, but sometimes I try to be too brainy. You can be brainy with your kid and your wife and your family, okay? And vacations and money. Have fun here, and I appreciate you having fun here. Was saying this is a one game season. Yeah. This gets people more amped, more pumped. I love it, but it's not, Trent. Stop it. If Iowa loses this football game, they're not going to Indianapolis. And with what we've seen out of this squad and what they have, this team should have an opportunity to be there. But you got to show it. They have to prove it on the field. And until they prove it, until they prove that they can do something offensively against the 3-4, all you have is hope and rainbows. That's all you have. (laughs) God help me. Trent, I I love it when you get like this, but you remember last year, right? I do. And I hate to do this to you, okay? Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. 2017, Wisconsin 38, Iowa 14. Mm-hmm. How many total yards did Stanley have? Uh, Stanley, I don't know. Would they have 56 as a team, something like that? No, just Stanley. Oh, I don't know. 30? Six. Six? Well, well you got the, the sacks in there, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Total yards, that counts, right? Sure. I think he had 41 passing, Stanley did, 41 passing, and minus 35 rushing. Oh, my God. Are we going to be up, Trent? Or am I gonna, I'm so pumped for this game, and I'm going to save it for Friday, but be ready. I will jack everybody up, Trent. I cannot wait. Cannot wait for this. This is the team that I, everybody I know hates. I don't know who you deal with. Nobody hates the freaking Gophers or Iowa State. Sorry. Nobody does. Nobody hates Illinois. Maybe basketball. We hate Wisconsin. That's who we should be. That's who Iowa should be, Trent. Quit this other crap. Seriously. I got you. I got you. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. And after watching the BYU-Wisconsin game, I was better than they are right now. I was better. There's no excuses now. There are no excuses. You need to go out and win this football game. It's as simple as that. I I just I don't see anything here. That Wisconsin is this behemoth that is going to be incredibly difficult to take down. This everything is on Iowa side. Night game at home. You're healthy. You're good. Go out there and beat this depleted Badger team. Their offensive line looked putrid. Dieter was terrible. You're getting be- beat up by BYU. BYU was three and nine last year. That was the worst BYU team of our lifetimes. Wolfgang. They come back this year and they win in Camp Randall. No excuses. Go out and win the football game. It's as simple as that. So it'll be funny. You remember, um, I know you're just a kid. You remember the Bullies of the Big Ten? We called Iowa. You were probably six at the time. 
six. I was 22. What are you talking about? Okay. But back in the day, Iowa was known as the bullies of the Big Ten. That was before bullies was known as a bad term. Right. I mean, so I don't mean that as a, you know, you don't go out and pick on somebody that can't defend themselves. Okay? That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about football. All these guys with, you know, 250, bench, 500, 600 pounds, whatever. I'm not talking about that bully Ten. So what I'm saying here is Iowa could regain the bullies of the Big Ten thing here. This is huge. Iowa won in 2015. I don't remember the score in 2016. You'd have to refresh my memory. 2017, 38-14, destruction. They destroyed us last year, Hawkeye fans. Get out there, yell your bleep off, and I'm guessing Wisconsin, I think I saw, Trent, Wisconsin is a three-point favorite, I would guess, is what I saw. You are correct, yes. They're currently favored three, three and a half, yep. Okay, so I will say that comes a little Iowa's way. What would you say? Before it happens, what would you say? Um, I wouldn't be so sure on that. You'd say, okay, well, you gave yourself a half a point there, so what do you say? I think it'll it'll kick off right around where it is. Okay, that's fair. You know your stuff. You know your stuff and who's going to bet on what. And, um, and what I keep telling my Hawkeye friends, Trent, is I was good. And I just keep it at that. I don't mm-hmm. put any exclamation points, 75 uh, smileys or anything like that. I just go, I just want you to watch this. I was good. Yes. I, I I'm telling you, agree. they're good, Trent. Mm-hmm. They're good. I'm right there with you. That's why no excuses, right? Get it done. This is not a behemoth here. This isn't Alabama well, coming to town. It's then Wisconsin. I'm going to put you on the spot. How good is Iowa? I'm telling you, they're good. They're top 10 good. And you get mad at me when I go, we're not in the top 25. Oh, all my friends get mad at me, just like you. I'm, I'm interested in the national perception of our program and our team, Trent, because I'd like to be right. Okay. I, I would hope that I'm coming on with you and we talk about stuff and debating, and I hope that you want me to be right. Iowa is top 10 good. You just said that. All they right. will be. Yes. All right. So tell, me that, tell me 11 to 15. All right. Uh, Auburn at 11. Iowa's yep. better than Auburn? I, so you want me to pretend like I know that. I don't. I've watched games. I try to watch full games, Trent. I've seen highlights of Auburn, Yes. Defensive line salty. They got a good quarterback in Jarrett Sidham. Offensive lines in a state of flux. Washington are the Hawkeyes better than the Huskies? Yes. Better than West Virginia? Oh, absolutely. Seriously, yes. Okay, so absolutely, we should be thirteenth. So why does West Virginia have so much more pub than Iowa? Well, people are looking for a second team in the Big Twelve, and they were the choice of many people. They. Beat Tennessee forty to fourteen on a neutral field, that helped. Yeah, gun to your head. Who you got in that game? Iowa, West Virginia. Oh, I'd like Iowa in that spot. I agree with you there. You do? Yeah. Okay. Mississippi State. I haven't seen it. I take the Bulldogs. Really? They're dynamic offensively. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Oklahoma State. Ooh, they look good right okay. now. They I did. get what you're saying. They've been underrated. Um, people are thinking they were going to take a huge jump back, which I get, and I understand why. But they got that program going on. Um, am I saying they would beat Iowa? Absolutely not. But I can see why they might be ahead of Iowa. Absolutely. With a, with a win over Boise State, why not? Sure. And the next on the coaches' poll at number 16 is Wisconsin. I think Iowa's better than Wisconsin. All right, maybe they should. <laughs> Here we go, Trent. Maybe they should. Maybe they should. I like when you're honest. Yeah. I love it. I love it when you... 
read this and you look at stuff right off the cuff and you're like, oh, well, maybe. Yeah, we're way underrated, Trash. I mean, if you're cool with that, that's fine. All my friends are. All my friends say exactly what you do. It doesn't matter. Why does it matter? Why does it matter? It doesn't matter. Why does it matter? It It matters to me. I like respect for our program and our team. And I love the chip on the shoulder with the fans and the coaches and the team. That's what I like. I know it doesn't matter, wink, wink. It kind of does with the recruits and everybody else and the attention you get around the nation. It does. When we're being called fake ID, Trent? Yeah, you, you, let, you let that stuff bother you too much. Don't listen to the dopes. That's what I tell everybody. Don't listen to the dopes. It'll make I you listen to you better. and Ken all the time from 12 That's to right. 3. You, you, listen, you listen to people that know sports and are not hot takers that actually <laughs> talk about games, watch games, and, and go from there. <laughs> hey, Wolfgang, we are out of time. We will talk to you on Friday, and we will dive deeper into Wisconsin-Iowa. Love it, baby. See you. Bye-bye. That's Wolfgang checking in. Again, find him on Twitter at Wolfgang Hawkeye as we get the break. Coming back on the other side, we will make the phone call to Jimmy B, and we will get his perspective from the sports weekend with you until 6 o'clock tonight. Monday night football this evening on the airwaves. Westwood One coverage of the Bears, their home opener against Seattle. We got the call here for you on 1700. Looking forward to that. And, uh, well, getting into the win column, being just a half game back in the division. All right, yeah, it's week two. I can be excited for once. It's the Bears, after all. We come back with more in a moment. All right, back with you one final time as we wrap things up. A busy program as we lead you up until Monday Night Football tonight. We got the Bears and the Seahawks. Well, it's the end of the program, and uh, you hear that voice. You know, who in God's name is that old man? It's Jim Brinson yeah. who, uh, who stops yeah. on to finish up the program today. Jimmy B., what's happening? Making another guest appearance on, on our show. Listen, uh, it's it's what I do, kid. You know that. Are you excited because the Bears are going to be on in a few minutes? I'm getting there. Yeah, sure. I, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll, baseball right. takes a back seat here. I'll get into the baseball tomorrow and Wednesday. Yeah, tonight it's it's yeah. all about the football. and We'll see if uh, they can play two halves of football. They, they were very good in one half last week, so let's take a step forward and make it two halves this week. But Jimmy B., we're not here to talk the NFL, at least right now. We'll maybe get a pick from you a little bit later here this segment. But let's uh, get your thoughts over the weekend here locally, starting with Iowa State. In it, had opportunities. Zeb mm-hmm. Nolan, boy, uh, he, he has continued to progress from the guy we saw a year ago. I think that's the better of the two quarterbacks. Your, your thoughts on uh, Zeb Nolan and, and his start taking over for Kyle Kempt. Yeah, I think you're right, and it's already been talked about that Kyle Kemp's not available again for the uh, coming weekend, so it'll be Zeb Nolan again. Uh, He put on a fabulous show and had Iowa State in it, just couldn't get it done. Oklahoma's good. Their, Their defense still has a lot of holes. Iowa State didn't even resemble, at least offensively, uh, what they look like in Game 1 against Iowa. And I'm sure Iowa's defense is much better than what Oklahoma's is, but Iowa State's offense finally kind of looked like what we, you and I were anticipating from Iowa State's offense. The only difference is it is not Kyle Kemp, it's Zeb Nolan who's leading the way. Um, I don't know if Kyle Kemp, if Zab Nolan continues like this, when Kemp gets healthy, if he can get his job back. I know some coaches like to say, well, you can't lose your job due to injury. I understand that, but 
this is you, you got to win games. You you you're already backed up against the wall at zero and two, and I think you got to go with a guy who gives you the best chance. And looking at the highlights and the and watching the game uh, on Saturday, Zeb Nolan appears to be that guy. I mean, he did it against the number five team in the country. So from that aspect. I just think that it was a Kyle Kemp-like performance. Remember, Trent, last year, Kemp got the start at Oklahoma and hadn't played and ended up winning that game. They they ended up winning that game at Oklahoma. This time, Kemp is out. Nolan steps in. They were there. They just couldn't get it done uh, just because Oklahoma's offense is so dynamic. You know, we got to see Zeb Nolan a couple of times last year after Kemp got hurt against Oklahoma State, against Baylor. They beat Baylor. They lost a shootout against Oklahoma State. He wasn't great in that Okie State game, but I think you've seen a lot of maturation. And brought this up a time or two throughout the summer, just because Zeb Nolan, you could tell there, there's a lot more arm talent there. And it's more than just arm talent at the quarterback position. You can't just you know, chalk, it up, chalk it up to who has a stronger arm and that guy gets the job because there's yeah. more to being a quarterback than having a strong arm. But it does feel like there is a lot more upside to the game than Kyle Kemp. Kyle Kemp is not physically a great quarterback. He's not a guy that's going to wow you with his arm. There were times a year ago where you saw passes that were fluttering and knuckling out there. Zeb Nolan, he's got that rocket arm. And if he continues to build on the performance that we saw against Oklahoma, I think you have your quarterback. The the question is, the problem is, you know, you get you went out, you got a six year of eligibility for this guy. Quarterback changes can always be a sticky situation, especially what you talked about, Jim. A guy that was injured did so many great things for Iowa State a year ago. Won a bowl game for mm-hmm. them. Beat yep. Oklahoma. Yep. Did those things. Had that ridiculous October that they had. He was the quarterback for it. You can't just push that guy to the side. That that could always be a sticky situation. So going forward, I think that's just something you're going to have to watch for, especially if Iowa State's not winning football games. that That's the other component right. here. Because mm-hmm. after this weekend, Jimmy B, the Big 12 looks a lot better than I thought it was. Yeah, I, I think you're correct on that. Look, I thought TCU acquitted itself against Ohio State uh, very well. Uh, there there are other games out there. Oklahoma State beat up a what everybody perceived to be a very good Boise State team. In fact, a lot of people had picked Boise State to win that game. So, look, there's there's quality teams. We saw what Texas did to USC. So they're getting uh, uh, better as well. Trent, this is going to turn out to be, I, I, I guess, I think, you, I think you're correct, where we now understand that the Big 12 uh, has some really good teams. Look, Texas Tech hung over 60 points. 60 points on Houston. So, I mean, that's crazy. So, I mean, it's this is going to be, uh, it's not the wild, wild west, but it is going to be the wild, wild Midwest. Alan Bowman, the freshman for Texas Tech, throws for 605 yards Woo! in the win for Texas Tech. West Virginia, we didn't get to see him this week because of the cancellation right. with NC State, but I think that defense is better than I anticipated. I wasn't buying in. We know about Iowa State struggles with with Kansas State. That'll come up at the end of the year. You mentioned Texas. How good is that Longhorn get, team going to be at the end of the season? Baylor's getting better. Kansas is certainly getting better. You go through here, there are no sure things. And even maybe the surest thing coming into the year felt like that game against Akron 
All Akron did last weekend is go down 21-3 to Northwestern, come roaring back and get their first win against a Big Ten Conference team since 1895. And Jim, I can't even make a joke. I know you weren't even around for that one. So the Big 12 as a whole is a whole lot better than it looked just a week ago, Jimmy B. I believe, and because of that, Iowa State getting to even six wins maybe is a bigger Mm -hmm. chore than we initially anticipated coming into the year. Well, couple that as well as look what Kansas did. So, uh, I, look, I'm not going to say that Kansas is out there now going to be a world beater, but come on, at least they, they did something uh, on the football field with a couple of wins now. Uh, look, I, I never thought that the Akron game was going to be a cakewalk uh, just because those schools in the MAC generally play reasonably well, and you saw that this past Saturday. So Iowa State against Akron is people just say, oh, we'll just show up. We'll be done by halftime. I don't think that's going to be the case, Trent, not after what we witnessed. We go from Iowa State over to Iowa. They make easy work of you and I jumped out 38 nothing and get the win 38-14. What did you see from the Hawkeyes, uh, your thoughts on their performance in the win over the Panthers? Uh, I saw that stifling defense once again until uh, late in the fourth quarter when uh, you and I then got a couple of late scores. Um, I thought the offense was much improved. It's difficult to tell uh, against that you and I defense. So I thought Nate Stanley threw the ball much better. I thought they opened up some holes for running backs. Uh, I, I just thought it was a better overall uh, offensive performance than what we saw the first couple games out of Nate Stanley. And, you know, I think somebody said, and I can't remember, Trent, if it was you or someone else that was a guest on our show, mentioned the fact that Stanley was probably really pressing. You know, had was so amped that that's why the mistakes were coming more often than not. And maybe he had a chance in that game on Saturday just to kind of chill a little bit and maybe now has his legs under him as everybody gets ready now for Wisconsin. Oh, boy, that didn't go very well for Whiskey, did it, against BYU? No, and the most surprising component of that game is how BYU was physically held up against Wisconsin. And you can tell with all the losses that they've had the last couple of seasons defensively, it's catching up. They have injuries all over the place. They had to move an offensive lineman over to play defense defensive line for him. Van Ginkle, their fine outside linebacker, an Iowa kid that's out there. He was walking uh, after the game in a walking boot. He had an air cast on. His availability for Saturday certainly going to be in question. They're still good. The 4-3 defense, 3-4 defense is going to give issues to Iowa. We've seen that in the past, but I, I think the wrong team is favored right now. I, I, I know it's perception. You don't over want to overreact to what you see in one week, but I certainly think Iowa should be a favorite in this game. I look at them and what they've done and what they have defensively against Wisconsin and Alex mm-hmm. Hornibrook. Boy, Jimmy B, night game, Kinnick Stadium. I don't know how Wisconsin's favored by a field goal in this one. Look, didn't it start out like like 10.5 or 11 points or something, and then now it's down to 3.5? Did I, did I see that correctly? Well, in the summer, yeah, when it was released. Yep. Yes, yeah. Yeah, okay, and now it's down to three and a half. Look, uh, I'm with you on Hornybrook. I thought the dude had improved, particularly at the end of last season when he played so well, but he still has issues. And they can still run the ball effectively. 
But that plays right into the strength of that Iowa defense because they do a really good job of stopping a, a running game. So, look, I, I force Hornybrook to beat you through the air. I mean, it's pretty simple to figure this game out. Yeah, yeah, stack the box, uh, have those defensive yeah. line and linebackers go make plays and make Hornybrook beat you. It's a, it's the same calling card that's been out there for a while. Hornybrook did it once. He did it against Miami, but it was a bowl game. And, Jim, as we know, motivation in bowl games can always be different. We at times overreact to what we saw in bowl games. I wasn't a believer in Alex Hornybrook, and, well, to this point, it has certainly come to fruition. But we have a whole week to break that game down. Iowa with the victory. They move on. NFL, couple hits from you, Jimmy B. Pat Mahomes, is uh, he's on pace for 80 touchdown passes. Think he gets there? <laughs> I don't know if he's going to get that, but the dude is on fire. And that offense, Trent, I mean, that looks like a Big 12 conference offense when you look at it. They are spread out all over the place. They sling it all over the yard. And then when defenses make adjustments to try to slow down the pass, that's when they run on you. Look, I... You and I both loved Mahomes when he was at Texas Tech, and everybody said, "Well, look what look what Iowa State did to him. They lit him up." That was one game, okay, one game, and then he had a chance to sit all last year, with the exception of just getting in a little bit. And now he is the man, and he is the new gunslinger on the street. There is absolutely no question about that. And we knew he had a strong arm. He has showed that arm. But you know what, Trent? He has also showed preciseness as well. Mm -hmm. Because the ball generally is where the receiver can make a play on it. And that's really what you ask your quarterback to do, and he is doing it. Oh, there's no doubt. Uh, playing at an incredibly high level. There's going to be shootouts. It's going to be a fun team to watch. They're going to score a lot. They're going to give up a lot. Ken said back in the summer they're going to be like a Big 12 team, and you're certainly seeing that with uh, yep. with the Kansas City Chiefs. And then we get a tie with Packers-Vikings. I know that got you excited. You love ties. Look, I, I hate that. I just hate that. Can't we, like, maybe I'll, – I'll be the commissioner. Okay, if it's a tie game at the at the end, you have the biggest, fattest lineman line up and make them sprint 100 yards, and whoever goes down first, the other guy wins. You have a tug-of-war at midfield between the two teams. You do anything. I do not want to see this tie thing. And Trent, you and I know exactly why they did it, because they don't want the game to go over because they got to get to the next game. It costs the networks money if they had that game in a college tie and if they were trying to play like that. That game could have gone on for another hour. As, as, as far as we know, that's why they have put in those new playoff and tie-breaking rules. So I don't like it. I don't know exactly what the NFL can do about it. But here we are, week one, a tie, week two, a tie. Well, and we went from 15 minutes of overtime to 10 minutes. The reason for it Correct. was player safety, and, and you get that. And, and is there a style, collegiate style that would make more sense? I personally would like to, them to see a collegiate style, but you don't get the ball at the 25. You get at the 50, and you got to do something to at least get a first down to get yourself in field goal position. That's personally what I would like to see. After the second overtime starting in the third, got to go for two. Maybe even right away you have to go for two, but there's got to be something yeah. 
better than yeah. what we have, and, and player safety is a big part. You think of some of the college games that have gone you know, seven, eight, nine overtimes, that yes, in the NFL yes. with the physicality. I don't know how that would work, but there's got to be a better way. And uh, another tie with the Vikings and the Packers. Tonight, the Bears in action, Jimmy B. Bears mm-hmm. going to get a win at least? I think they do. Seattle is bringing uh, like half of their team. They have so many guys that are beat up and banged up and not uh, not being able to play, particularly on the defensive side. The one thing that Seattle does have, they have Russell Wilson, who finds ways to beat you with his arm and his legs. I, I think this has a great opportunity for the Bears to get their first win of the season, and I think that Khalil Mack is just going to be a havoc man. That's I'm going to call him Double H, havoc, Double uh, H M, havoc man, uh, because that's what he's going to cause. Just like what you saw in Game One against Green Bay, and I don't care if Seattle has schemed for him or not, they will move him around on the field, and he is just going to be trouble for Russell Wilson and Seattle. Should be a good one. We got the coverage here tonight on 1700 with Westwood One. Jimmy B, off tomorrow. We will talk to you on Wednesday. Be good, my man. Thank you, brother. So there's Jimmy B checking in with us as we finish things off. We'll be back at it tomorrow starting at noon. Myself and Ken Miller from 12 until 2. And on your drive home here, it's Jimmy B and TC. Tomorrow, the Hawkeye Huddle will take the airwaves at 5 o'clock. Dave Creighton Jr., Brett Ridge, they'll be out at the Chicken Coop. Stop on by, say hi to the fellas, and I'll get yourself a nice cold one. Nothing wrong with that. Enjoy the Monday Night Football tonight. Enjoy a little baseball as well, and we will talk to you tomorrow here on 1700 KBGG.